Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative careers. I'm your host, Diana Kazaku, and I'm very pleased to have Casey Logan here with us. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. Today, we will be talking about Caravaggio life work and his famous painting titled Conversion of St. Paul. We will also include Jacob Burchard, Life and Work, Bernard Berenson, and of course, we'll be talking what art means and what is art connoisseur do. We'll end up um, this podcast with Rudolf Woodcover and Life Work. Uh, I'm very pleased to introduce Casey Logan here with us. Um, hi, Casey. And First of all, I will want you to explain to us how do you see art and uh, what art has, like what role art has in your life? All right, thank you. Um, to me, art plays a very significant role in my life and I believe it does too to many of us. Um, the importance of art in my life. Every morning when you wake, when you wake up and you sit outside and you look at the sunrise, you just sit and you feel relaxed and the sun being the pure light, traveling through this darkness and all of a sudden you have pure light throughout, uh, all around you. It shows how art uh, flows like a river of imagination. Art builds our emotion art is something that is visual and it's something that is universal something that goes all around it goes a long way and to me um i sleep with art on my mind i wake with art on my mind i live around art i love art we breathe art and art is just something so 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 important to me and I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that art plays a very significant role in mostly everyone's life. Thank you for sharing that with us, Casey. Um, I love the way you express yourself in uh, such an artistic way. Um, I do agree that art is the expression of, of human creativity and um, imagination. Um, typically in a visual form such as painting or sculpture. Uh, so today we're going to talk about um, Caravaggio, which is one of uh, the most uh, famous painters in the world. Um, could you please share with us what uh, do you know about Caravaggio life and work, Casey? Thank you. Sure. Um, Caravaggio is one of my um, main inspirations. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I am a love of art. Um, Cavaccio is an Italian painter. Um, he's very talented and he was a very passionately but troubled man. Um, Cavaccio was, he was born um, 
in September 1571 in um, he was only six years old and when he witnessed that that horrors of the bubonic pig agonizing suffering as the body destroyed itself from within um, and it, that was so traumatizing to him. Imagine looking at your family members um, suffering with fevers, chills, diarrhea, vomiting. Um, some of them, they are leave, left with hideous published black lumps on the neck, on the armpits, the grinds of the dead. Um, that was such a horrific imagery. And that etched in Horace's in Horatio's mind um, as a small as a small child, and of course, undoubtedly, that had a huge, huge impact on his work, and that is what made Cavaggio such a, a an inspiration to me. Um, the young Cavaggio, he lived a life of relative comfort because, of course, his mother was related to related to a local aristocracy, and his family owned his many properties uh, his father was well respected um he was he was he was such a brilliant such a brilliant artist um the way that he the way that he portrayed his work it all um came from within you know it all came he reflected what what was happening inside of him that was his way of expressing himself and he has so many beautiful paintings that um Today, it's admired and worth a fortune. Uh, thank you, Casey. Um, yes, Carbaccio indeed was a very complex character. Uh, his vulgarity um, uh, and limited the fact that the, this uh, the Itali Italian um, artist has supposedly overlooked beauty in favor of horror and ugliness in scene. Um, it's worth to mention that um, Caravaggio was also known because he committed a murder. Um, what I want to talk about today is his a specific painting uh, titled Conversion of St. Paul. Um, I want to know, uh, Casey, what can you tell about his painting? Yes, um, first of all, I would like to uh, make mention that um, Cavasho had two pieces commissioned by the Monsignor, that's um, by the name of Tiberio Carassi in September 1600. And the first version of both, both pieces were rejected. So, of course, Cavasho was forced to repaint them. Um, this first two paintings ended up in private collections of Cardinal, um, leading some to suggest that he took advantage of the Serasi's um, sudden death, all right, in his painting. And, of course, Cavasho, um, he was very popular at the time, having just completed his calling of St. Matthew and the Martham of, Martham of St. Matthew. Uh, it is unclear why, why he first paints, paint, why the first painting would have um, been rejected. Otherwise, um, that's the conversion of Paul. It's even less traditional than the original counterpart. Um, 
the first version of the crucifixion of St. Peter, unfortunately, had been lost. And the conversion of St. Paul, that's one of his um, most um, expensive uh, and honored piece, um, was where the crucifixion of St. Peter were completed in 1601 and was accepted by the Serasi estate to be completed in commission. Now, St. Paul and St. Peter, it should be mentioned that were very popular subject during this time. And as the Catholic Church considered them crucial to its, to its, to its founding. Um, it also should know that the painting of Saul of Tarsus, St. Paul was originally a Jewish man who mistreated Jesus's followers. And this painting that Cavasho uh, did, um, it was painted in accordance to the Bible um, on the road where um, he, was, he was traveling to Damascus and he was struck down and he was blinded by a vision of, of Jesus. And Jesus um, was saying to him, Paul, Paul, why have you prosecuted me? You know, and that is that is the that snap that he took there. That's that's the exact painting that 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 Cavasho um, um, expressed there, where Paul was blinded for for three days, and that was the moment that was depicted in this painting. That was the story behind that painting, and Cavasho he used his characteristic with dramatic lighting. We see the lighting of, of Paul's face. We see the lighting of how his hand was raised. It shows the fragility of, 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 of man, uh, how he fell off his horse. We saw, saw the, the ray of the horse being shown and his two hands in the air and the lighting on his hands, um, which showed, which, which, which helped help you to focus um, the focal points on his face, the lighting on his face, the lighting on the rear of the heart, the lighting of his legs in the air. And, and that is just to show the brilliance, how brilliant Cavasho was. Um, um, and the, the, the bestowing the heavenly qualities and the, and the blinding of Paul being, being depicted there. And there um, we know from the Bible that um, the significance of three there, um, the three days that Paul stayed blind and he spent his time in prayer and asking for forgiveness. And of course he was led to Damascus. And once he was there, his, his sight was restored. I think that Kovasho was really want to show us the power that is in the hands of Jesus, how Jesus can turn things uh, around, how he can save, how we can do so much. And, and, and that is why Kavasho to me is such an, idol that is why i have um admired his work and today um he is definitely definitely one of my role models in art thank you casey um yes i think uh, his painting has definitely um a very meaningful story behind and also it is a moment of intense religious ecstasy. Um, we will go to Jacob for her life and work. Um, I would love you to share with us what do you know about Jacob's life and work? 
Thank you. Sure. Um, Jacob um, Burkhardt was a Swiss historian. He was born May 25th, 1818 in Brazil, Switzerland, and he died at the age of, of 79. He um, studied subjects of Renaissance art. That's in Renaissance Italy. And um, Jacob, Jacob uh, was the first great historian of art and culture. He was the son of a Protestant clergyman. His family was among some of the most respected in town. Um, for three centuries, some of his members earned wealth in international trade. He manufactured silk and the wealth. He was, he was a well-known man in his area. He took up the divinity within a calling and after a prolonged crisis abandoned together, um, he, 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 he gravitated towards the Christian faith. He gravitated towards the Christian faith. Um, he's known, as I said, of one of the progenitors of cultural art. And uh, he was a very important figure um, to, to the world of art. Very important. Thank you. Um, very quick, I want you to also talk about Bernard Berenson. I think uh, he's a powerful um, artist as well. So what do you know about Bernard? Of course, yes, I agree with you that Bernard is a is a very, very important artist, similar to Jacob. Um, Bernard Berenson, he was born on June the 26th. He died of cancer at the age of 29. He was born um, to a famous, he was a famous historian, um, as, you, as you stated. But he was an American art um, historian. And um, he was considered to be an expert on Italy, Renaissance painting and drawings. He served as a consultant to the major American museums and collectors in the early 20th century. He played a major, major role establishing the market for paintings by the old masters. So he was an influential scholar of Renaissance art. He was one of the significant collectors of art in the 20th century, a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man. He had received an excellent um, education in literature language and the history of the medieval and Renaissance uh, periods, which helped to shape his future career. He, um, his publications of Italian art made him very popular and he was often called to serve as a consultant to many, many major art uh, collectors. Um, what make him so, um, so, to me, what makes him so so important is, is that he was actually from the United States, a collector from, from the United States. And um, after he moved to the Oxford, that's in England, he became acquainted with, with, that's where he became acquainted with Edward Perry, that's Ned Warren. He also met the Renaissance scholars, that's Herbert Horn, who influenced him to be the person that he became.
I think I lost you for a second. Are you with us? Oh, yes, I'm here. Okay, sorry. I think the connection was a little bit unstable. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, we have one more art historian uh, character to talk tonight before we closing. Um, so I would love for you to tell us what do you know about Rudolf Woodcover? Uh, Rudolf Woodcover, he was um, he was a British art historian um, compared to the other two um, artists that I mentioned. Um, he specialized in Italian Renaissance and the Baroque art and architecture. And he spent a lot of his career time in London where um, he was educated, uh, but he was educated in, in Germany and later he moved to the United States. So um, Rudolf was another very, very um, important person to the art, to the art industry. Um, Rudolf, when he moved to England in 1933, um, he moved there with his wife, Mar Margot, uh, because they were both Jewish and were fleeing Nazi Germany. And um, that's the reason why he went there. But um, he, there he um, wrote many books. Um, he did many volumes in standard textbook series. And more so, he did individual subjects such as the architectural principles in the age of humanism. Um, he died on October the 11th, as 1971. Um, and um, he was so, so, so much a great impact. He was such a great art historian also. Very famous, Rudolf Wittkow. Thank you so much, Casey, um, for sharing that. I would love you to, since we kind of went all over this um, um, famous and important figures in our history, uh, I would love for you to explain to us what does an art connoisseur do? Because I feel like part of your uh, duty tonight was um, for you to kind of explain uh, what art is and how the painting of conversion convert Hello? Hi? Hi. Yes. Can you hear yes. me? Yes. Sorry about that. I lost you for a moment, but um, I guess I have to speak on um, an art connoisseur. Yes. yes. What does connoisseur do? Right. So, and um, uh, basically, an art connoisseur is um, getting familiar with the basic elements of art, and um, can he, that person can opine on the way the light is understood. For instance, in the light of the picture presenting of Paul on his way to Damascus, the iconography of shapes, the texture, 
may even give um, maybe an advanced judgment on the artist's intention, the story behind his painting, who the artist is. It gives it in a particular work. An art connoisseur is someone who recognizes the medium employed by an artist. Um, they have an idea of how that uh, choice affects the message of work. The connoisseur might uh, recognize a Matisse or Picasso piece or Jacob piece or, you know, that's the work of a connoisseur. But um, he might, the, 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 he would have a love for art. It's someone that would have a love for art so that they can make the necessary connections. Okay, the only difference um, is that the connoisseur might be able to elaborate on the influences artists had on their contemporaries and descendants and where they stand um, in the pantheon of art, all right? So an art connoisseur is just a bit more informed on a general subject as an ordinary person who is able to compare and give the contrast and, you know, tell about the light, tell about the effect, tell about negative space, positive space, giving more information that we, just as ordinary persons looking at a painting and just say, oh, that painting is beautiful. Or, oh, that painting needs a little more of tint, it needs a little more of shade, it needs a little more of dark. The art connoisseur would be able to, um, it's more like a professional person looking at, looking at a piece in a professional light. Basically, that's what an art connoisseur is. Yes, I do agree with your explanation. I think uh, connoisseurs evaluate works of an art on the basis of their experience of the style and technique of the artist. Um, and uh, with that, we are going to close our uh, podcast. Uh, but before, I want to ask you, Casey, um, because of course it's Art Basel in Miami, well, today is the end of it. Uh, hopefully, the traffic will uh, come back a little bit to normal. Uh, but with that, I want to ask you, how uh, do you feel living in Miami, knowing that here is, you know, one of the most uh, important event, Art Basel, I think, of, all over the world? Um, it has uh, like a big uh, influence. So how does it feel to live in Miami knowing that all these people traveling all over the world to come here for this event? All right, so um, first of all, I would like to uh, mention that I am, I'm a, I am a Caribbean lady. I'm not really living in Miami. However, I've heard so much about the Aunt Brazil. Um, Basel, I heard um, everybody ramping and raving and you know, if it wasn't for um, the COVID this year, I would definitely be um, traveling there. Um, uh, this festival, after, after hearing about it for so many years and after having a, a love for art, um, not being there, but I would love, it would be my pleasure to be there, to spend time having, um, getting a chance to move around and to see different art exhibits. I would be so very thrilled and happy that um, I would have made it this year, if I would have made it. Um, I would love to attend 
um, the context and the spectrum shown on the different days. I would love to experience the vastness of the ex of the exhibits. I would love to. Um, I would like to explore it more. I would love, love, love to be there. And I um, just hope that the persons living, people living in Miami will take the opportunity, take this opportunity, opportunities that we, that we are praying and dying for, all right? I would love to meet the different artists, especially the, the, um, the older ones, of course. Um, of course, they are the one who made the land, the landmark for, for us who, who are behind. And even being able to um, collect different pieces there, um, I would definitely, definitely one day be there. And I know for a fact that I will be excited to be there. Thank you, Casey. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, and with this, I'm going to close our podcast. It's uh, six o'clock in the evening in Miami. And um, I want to thank you for joining us, Casey. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, this concludes Exploring Art podcast and subscribe to Exploring Art on Spotify uh, for more because we will be talking <laughs> every week. I'm sorry. Thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, please subscribe to our... <laughs> I wish everyone a good evening. Thank you.